uh, I want to, in light of the gospel, I want to just share a little experience I had many years ago. I was a brand new pastor at Holy Cross down in Batavia, and I'd been there maybe three months. And one of the one of the ministers there, the youth minister, Pat Havlin, was getting married. Um, they're members here now, but back then they were at Holy Cross. And, Pat was getting married to Jen, and they uh, had both met at the Newman Center, and they were friends with a pastor out there, Father Matt, and so he was doing the wedding, and the wedding was going to be out at the Newman Center. And so I was invited because I was the pastor of their parish, and, but there was a number of other priests who were invited too, because you know, being in ministry, you, you meet priests, and so they were invited. It's probably like six or seven priests at this wedding, of which I was one. Well, you know, it's not a typical mass because the priests don't process in at a wedding. Huh? That would be goofy. Uh, so we went into the, before the mass started, we went in and sat, and sat down to get ready for the mass to start. And, um, and I wasn't paying attention. Um, or I, I, I don't remember exactly why I did what I did, but instead of sitting in the front pew with the other priests, I went up and sat in the sanctuary. And I, was, I wasn't even thinking shame on me because it was much to my distress later. Uh, so the priests are down there, I'm up here, and all of a sudden the sacristan comes up right before the Mass is supposed to start. And the church is filled with people, and many of whom are my new parishioners at Holy Cross. And, and the sacristan says, uh, sorry, Father, uh, you got to move. You have to move. You're not supposed to be sitting here. You're supposed to be sitting down there. It's like, oh, man. So I had to stand up, and I had to go sit down with the other priests. And it was embarrassing. I mean, I still remember it. It's, it's like, it's one of those things. And but the funny thing is, is that after the Mass was over, this lady comes up to me, I have no idea who she was, and she, uh, she handed me a holy card <laughs> called the Litany of Humility. So <laughs> I, was, I was so busted out, it was terrible. It took me years to get over it. Um, so I thought, especially in light of the gospel, I'm just going to read you that prayer. I say it every day now, it's just to keep me in check, because I'm like St. Peter. Lord, depart from me, for I am a, I am a prideful man. You know, I have, it's one of my things. So i got to work on that. Uh, so this is the prayer. Uh, oh, Jesus, uh, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, from the desire of being exalted, from the desire of being honored, from the desire of being praised, from the desire of being preferred to others, from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being despised, from the fear of suffering rebukes, from the fear of being calumnated, from the fear of being forgotten, from the fear of being ridiculed, from the fear of being wronged, from the fear of being suspected, that others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it, that others may be esteemed more than I, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, that others may be chosen and I set aside, that others may be praised and I unnoticed, that others may be preferred to me in everything, that others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. That's a great prayer. I'll print it in the bulletin. Not that any of you need it. Um, 
but just to remind you that I do. And uh, there it is. Uh, so I said in light of the gospel, uh, Jesus in this uh, Luke's version of uh, the Beatitudes is talking about uh, being blessed. Blessed if you're poor, hungry, blessed if you're weeping, and blessed uh, if you are hated. Now, a, a different translation, maybe a more accurate one, instead of using the word blessed, which means happy, it also means lucky. You're lucky if you're poor and hungry. And uh, you're lucky if you're hated. Huh? You're lucky. And even a, maybe a more refined way is to say, you're lucky if you're not addicted to material things. You're lucky if you're not addicted to pleasure. You're lucky if you're not addicted to status. You're lucky. And we're saying, well, I like my possessions and I enjoy pleasure. I enjoy the esteem of other people. But the Lord is saying, fine, but your egos being what it is, this is the Lord speaking to us, your egos are much too strong in the sense that our default position is always for our egos to, to assert itself to be at the center. And the center is reserved for one person, that's Christ. He's the center that we have to live out of. So when our ego asserts itself, in an unhealthy fashion, Christ gets pushed out. And, you know, I, I printed in the bulletin last week like a list of 20 things for us to be, all right, what, what, what do we need to work on? How can we do it? How can I make my Lent fruitful? I put that in there early so you can work on it even before your Lent starts so you can actually be ready to hit the ground running when Lent begins in two weeks. Why? Because our egos are in the way. Lent is to put Christ at the center. So let's start on it now. And how do, we, how do we push Christ out? Through vainglory, as Paul would say. Through uh, the assertion of our will through possessions, through pleasure, and through status. You're lucky if you're not addicted to those things. How do we do it with uh, our possessions? Well, all these gadgets that we have. I love my gadgets. I've got my phone. Okay, I've got my my beautiful little TV. My, it's not that big, but I'm sure if if I, if I was of a mind to, I'd go for it. I'd like I have a 60-inch, you know, uh, high-def OLED Blu-ray box of death nailed to my wall, and just bask. In, in the glow of, of <laughs> passive entertainment. I mean, what are we all doing this afternoon? It's, it's like our national holiday, right? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to sit there and we're going to watch TV and we're going to be on our tablets and we're going to be doing our social media. Oh, we love our possessions. Possessions keep us feeling like we're in control and safe. And if I got my possessions, I don't need anything else. Ah, there it is. 
Possessions are fine. But not to the, not to the exclusion of the center of Christ, which is supposed to be Jesus. Get your possessions out of the center. Get yourself out of the way. Put him back there. You're lucky if you're not addicted to, uh, to, to possessions. And Amazon Prime. <laughs> and, and you're lucky if you're not addicted to, to pleasure. What's pleasure? Pleasure is uh, the sense of, this is St. Thomas, the pleasure is the, the sense of well-being I get while I'm doing a certain behavior that lasts only while I'm doing that behavior. At the last Mass, uh, somebody gave me a bag of uh, peanut butter cookies. It's my favorite thing. All right? And, and I couldn't wait to get over to the house in between Mass, because I had the 9.30. And I, I got my cup of coffee, and I got my peanut butter cookies. And I said, I'm just going to have one. Well, I have like five. <laughs> and then, and as I was like walking over here, I was like, I wish I had another one. Because you only enjoy it while you're eating it. It's like this afternoon. What are you guys going to be doing besides sitting in front of your, your uh, high-def OLED Blu-ray Blu box of death? What are you going to be doing? You're going to be stuffing your face with nachos and... You know, those uh, little hot dogs wrapped in crescent rolls? You're going to, it's, it's, I can't wait. You know, a little, some Dos Equis and, you know, uh, nachos. But as soon as it's over, it's, ah, I, I want some, I want some more of uh, those little hot dogs. Because they're gone. Because I ate them all. It's a sense of well-being you get while you're doing it, and then it's over, and you want more. That's the, that's the thing with the pleasure and possessions. It, I, it can't fulfill that deep desire of our hearts for the, for the only thing that's satisfied, which is Jesus, to have him at the center. And so when I put uh, those little weenie dogs at the center of my life, I, I end up wanting more. It's called addiction. We're all guilty. So put, put Jesus where he belongs. You're lucky if you're not addicted uh, to that stuff. And then finally, uh, status. You know, we, we love to be esteemed. We love praise. We live for it. We love people telling us, oh, that was great. That was terrific. <laughs> you know, I was made a Monsignor many years ago. Um, People say, hey, what's a Monsignor? It's like, well, it's a priest. And he's not any better, any worse, one hopes, than any other priest. He's not a bishop or anything like that. It's just a, it's like a gold star from the, from the bishop. It's an attaboy. You know, it's, it's like the certificate you get for coming in fifth place, you know? You're great. Now, again, I, I, I love being made a Monsignor. It's like, oh, I'm a Monsignor. The only person who loved it more was my dad, Monsignor Deutsch. You know, but people come up and they will call me father. I say, oh, father. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have called you Monsignor. It's like, no. Father's the better title. Now, don't get me wrong. I like being a Monsignor. 
but I can't live on that and I can't let it direct my life and I can't be sad that somebody called me father because that's better. We love to be esteemed. We don't like it when people tell us that maybe we can do better. You're lucky if you're not addicted to status. If your primary identity is I am a child of God and a brother and sister of Jesus Christ and that is what I live on. Now, love being a Monsignor, but I live on Christ is my primary identity. Nah, then we're okay. Then you got it going on. Yeah. So you're lucky. Folks, you are so lucky. So put Jesus back where he belongs. St. Uh, John of the Cross lived a long time ago in Spain. He's now a doctor of the church. And he said this. To reach satisfaction in all, desire satisfaction in nothing. To come to the knowledge of all, desire the knowledge of nothing. To come to possess all, desire the possession of nothing. To arrive at being all, desire to be nothing because Christ is everything. Now, somebody else said it just as beautifully, if, if not a little bit more prosaically. Um, do you remember that, uh, that guy who used to sell Dos Equis beer on TV? The most interesting man in the world. Remember that guy? And if, if it wasn't to hawk beer and it was rather a theological statement, Boy, would it be true and beautiful, and so let's make it that way. And is he, what did he, what did he what's his advice to us? To, to be open and to be empty? He said, what does he say? Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. 